0: Jim Barnett for Warriors.com, visiting with uh, newly and soon to be Hall of Famer, former Warrior, Jamal Wilkes, uh, who was born Jackson Keith Wilkes, but changed his name in 1975 to Jamal Wilkes, and as a rookie, won an NBA championship with the Golden State Warriors. First of all, you're going into the Hall of Fame. Um, this is something that is extremely special, I know meaningful for any basketball player. Tell me about your response and what have you been feeling like since they announced this back in April?
1: Well, I'm still reeling, Jim. I, I tell you, you know, you you wonder if something like this can happen. You think you might deserve it. You hope it happens, and and when it happens, it is just indescribable. Uh, I was very blessed and fortunate to to meet some wonderful people, uh, to play for Coach John Wooden at UCLA, to play on championship teams, and. Uh, you know, I thought winning the championship was it, and it is it, but this is just, uh, wow, I mean, it's just, when they called me that morning, and uh, then I, uh, it was so surrealistic, uh, you know, he told me that, uh, you know, I was, uh, he wished, uh, you know, I was in, and and, uh, that I would go down to the Final Four, and then the other inductees were down there, and and uh, then coming back, and it's just a tremendous rush. I, I just really can't 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 describe it. It's different from winning a championship because, you know, that's the team goal, and you lean on each other, and you fight, and you know, and you you know, you cry, and you hug each other all season long, and through the playoffs. So everyone participates in that, and and uh, uh, especially you know, uh, being like some 25 years after I got out the game, uh, but uh, uh, I'm now really starting to really, I've been excited about the actual enshrinement on September 7th, but I'm, I'm starting now to, I think, begin to digest it so that hopefully while I'm back there, Jim, I can really savor it and enjoy it, which is what I plan to do. I mean... Of course. Uh, yeah, so I'm... Uh, I'm getting ready for it, but it's uh, quite a quite a whirlwind, and uh, uh, you know, people you haven't talked to in years now. Everyone's reaching out to you. It's kind of overwhelming, you know, in 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 that sense. And trying to get a list of invitees together, you don't want to forget anybody. And and then the media uh, request, and uh, trying to find memorabilia, uh, you know, to donate to the hall. It's uh, quite a lot involved, but I'm just so very honored, Jim.
0: Well, like you say, and you were the consummate team player, Jamal, in that uh, this is the highest individual achievement that any basketball player can attain. And I I simply say congratulations, and you're very deserving of that. And I would venture to say that your first step toward this evolving and into this goal was probably choosing UCLA as your uh, college of choice.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you, Jim. Uh, first of all, thank you for for saying that, and and you know that uh, that's another wrinkle. You you just pointed that out. I've I've always fashioned myself to be a team player, to be I tried to be the ultimate team player uh, because I knew individual honors, you know, can be hit and miss. But uh, and so to be recognized individually in this manner is means a lot to me, and I appreciate you saying that, Jim. But I I would agree with you having, you know played for coach wood uh uh and, and, and having been part of that whole dynasty if you will it, and, it was and a and dynasty
0: <laughs> in yeah, fact when you, yeah. when you chose to go to school there they had won the ncaa championship starting in 64 and then 65 the off year 66 but they'd won four more in a row and then they won it your your freshman year again i believe I, I believe there was a string of about seven in a row including yours in 72 and 73
1: that's correct. Uh, uh, I wasn't on the team my freshman year. I right. couldn't play, but Wicks and Row, yeah, they, they beat Jacksonville that year. But, you know, going to UCLA, and you know this, Jim, I mean, I last saw you at the Pac-10 Hall of Honor when you were inducted, uh, you know, and going to Oregon, I mean, you know, you never know how it's going to turn out. You know, you hope it turns out, but you never know. Right. And so, uh, you know, to to be – to be blessed and fortunate that it works turns out pretty good for you, and then when it turns out really well for you, you know, I mean, I know when I was at UCLA for playing for Coach Wooden, I, I just, uh, you know, I just didn't want—I just tried to follow all the rules and with a sense of urgency because I didn't want him to send me home. You know, my my parents would have never got over that. Uh, but uh, yeah, he set the tone, and and uh, you know, he, him being inducted both as a player and a coach and having uh you know a few of his other players inducted uh i think that was the first step it was a critical first step for me on the road to enshrinement
0: well i know you've read that quote about john wood and someone asked him you know what's the consummate basketball player and he said well he has to be considerate poised on the court he has to be a rebounder play inside outside have a have a deft jump shot and he goes on and on and on he said why don't we just say you know, at that time, Keith Wilkes, and leave it at that. Um, what is the singular biggest thing that John Wooden taught you, whether it be on the court or off?
1: Wow. Uh, that's a hard question. He taught so much. Uh, and then the, our relationship changed over the years. But uh, my, 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 my knee-jerk reaction to that question would be uh, balance, Uh, balance athletically on the court, balance Mm -hmm. off the court, balance spiritually, balance with your family, you know, just balance with everything. Uh, You know, that would be my, 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 first response to that, but I'm sure if I pondered that question, Jim, I might have a different answer, but we don't have time. Well, that, I know right because
0: he, he taught you so many things, and uh, both yes, on the court and off. Well, you, you, after your collegiate career, your successful career with the UCLA Bruins, the Warriors draft you as their number one draft pick, and not only do the Warriors win the NBA championship in 1975, but you're voted Rookie of the Year. And you probably thought this was kind of normal. <laughs> we we won in college. Why not just go on? We won 88 straight games in college at, at UCLA. And then you win a championship. Um, did you realize how special that was, that first year for you?
1: Well, I did and I didn't. Uh, I did because, you know, I was the 11th pick in the first round. And. The team uh, had just traded away Nate Thurman, and institution, right, and had and also you know and I you know I I'd, I'd heard about Nate. I was kind of looking forward to you know getting to know him and meeting him and and then Clyde Lee from Vanderbilt. He retired, uh, and so we were picked to finish fourth, and uh, and then you know meeting of course Coach Adams and Rick Barry. I mean I learned so much from Rick on and off the court uh, that. Winning it that year was very surrealistic. You know, we weren't expected to win at UCLA. We were expected to win. Right. And and subsequently with the Lakers, we were expected to win. You know, we had, all, you know, a team of Hall of Famers, you know. Uh but with the Warriors, we were not expected to win. And so that's kind of special. And then as you pointed out, getting me me personally getting an individual honor uh which you know, I think really reflected my contribution to the team. Because my whole thing was the team. You know, that that really made it special. So it did. I realized it, w- it was special for me. Plus, a lot of pundits and writers in the media didn't think I could survive the rigors of the NBA. I mean, flat out. I mean, they, they didn't think I was uh, uh, physical enough. And, and, and I actually played power forward, you know, my first few years. So that was, I really felt the uh, beyond winning the championship and, 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 of course, the rookie of the year, I just really felt a sense of extreme pride and, and accomplishment. But, uh, you know, that was a fun team. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to play together, Jim, but Al Adels, you know, was just uh, just a remarkable coach and, and, and just had a, uh, managed people in a way that, uh, you know, garnered respect and trust and you know, he, he, you wanted to give him a little extra, and you certainly didn't want to get on his bad side. But, Not at all. You didn't uh, want to hear
0: that voice, did you? <laughs> oh no, that, that booming
1: voice. But but you know, that was the uniqueness of Al. Was that you know he he, he, he you know he could walk that fine line. I mean, he he, he could you know boom that voice, but on, on the other hand, who could get you to want to give it up? And then Rick Barry, of course, uh, you know, just his leadership and and, and his. The the year he had, he had an MVP year that year uh, during the regular season, uh, and I I, I thought he should have gotten it. But he taught me a lot on and off the court, and and Clifford Ray and all, and uh, George Johnson, Phil Smith, my buddy from USF, All the Derek, all the Derek Dickey, all the colorful, CJ, all the colorful personalities, Hopper. It just made Charles Dudley, it just made it a a unique, uh, a very unique and fun and challenging experience. And, we, you know, Cliff, we had Clifford and George Ray uh, in tandem in the middle. I mean, not the biggest guys. And, you know, Cliff could be uh, a bruiser at times, but we had to play very intelligent. We had to play very fast. We had to play good defense. And Al, uh, you know, with the help of Mullins and Rick, Jeff Mullins, you know, just kind of brought that whole thing together.
0: How did you get this unorthodox jump shot? Everyone talks about it, and, of course, I played against you briefly as, as you came in towards the uh, you know, latter part of my NBA career, and fortunately I never had to defend you because no one could get to that shot. You put it behind your head a little bit, the elbow was out, but then it got extended straight up. It was very difficult to get to, and it seemed like you could get that shot any time that you wanted. And in fact, uh, who, who gave you that uh, nickname Silk?
1: Well, that that came. Uh, I was a freshman at UCLA, and one of the 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 band members of the band used to come to practice every day. He's a basketball junkie, and I did something in practice that really excited him. And we were in the dorms. I was there with you know the freshman Walt, uh, Bill Walton, Greg Lee, and Vince Carson, and all of us used to eat, eat together often. And you know he came up in the food line. And he said, "Oh Keith, oh Keith, you 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 just silk." And he just blurted it out. You know that move was just smooth as silk, and and, of course, the teammates really got a kick out of it, and they started razzing me about it. And then my sophomore year, Dick Enberg, he picked it up. Uh-huh. He was doing our broadcast back then, and and uh, the name stuck. But back to my shot, uh, I I developed it, not even realized as a survival technique. When I was an 11-, 12-year-old kid, I grew up in a small town, Ventura, California. It was a basketball crazy. Uh, and... I was about six feet and one of the faster boys and and so you know I, there wasn't much competition at my age level, so I began to play with older guys men eighteen sure. twenty twenty one years old
0: and you got to uh, survive but, they they make you better
1: well it turned out yeah and they made me tougher right uh, you know most, most kids start on an eight foot hoop doing the sidewinder and graduate to the nine and ten foot as, as you know and and so I was about eleven twelve and I wasn't quite Graduated to the ten-foot hoop yet, and so they would block my shot all the time, and uh, they would, you know, just enjoy it. And I mean, they really would beat me up and block my shot. I could not get my shot off. Mm-hmm. So as I got a little stronger, I, without realizing I was doing anything different, I just held it back there, and then released it later. So as they went up and then began to come down, I was re- shooting the shot, and I didn't realize, Jim, I was shooting any different till. So to high school, I kind of knew it, but really till college. I mean, I just thought that's just the way it was. And uh, So that's how I developed that survival uh, technique as a young boy thrown the door.
0: And then it became uh, a go-to shot for you because it was very difficult to get to. I'm, uh, as moving on here, a couple things I want to ask. What prompted the name change in 1975, And uh, after that, you know, after three years of the Warriors. Why did you and how did you come about the decision to leave the Warriors and go to the Lakers?
1: Well, I, I, I had embraced the Islamic faith in 1975, and, and that's what prompted uh, the name change in 1975. And then uh, in 1985, I, I kind of came back full circle. I, I grew up uh, in the Christian faith, and your, so your I, father
0: was a Baptist minister, right?
1: Yes, sir. Uh-huh. I kind of came came back and. So, so I, I asked my mom. I said, "Hey, mom, what do you think? Should I change my name back?" And she said, "No, I prefer Joe Jamal." So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess Jackson was my paternal grandfather. I don't know if she, but anyway, she preferred Jamal. So,
0: after three years, uh, you decided to go south to the Lakers, where you're, you know three years with the Warriors and then nine more with the Lakers and winning three more championships under the tutelage of, of Pat Riley. Uh, what was the decision that you made? to leave the Bay Area and go down south?
1: Well, first of all, it was a tough decision. And when I signed my rookie contract, uh, you know, an oral promise was made that if I had a good year, that they would renegotiate. And so I thought being rookie of the year and winning the world championship was better than a good year. And no one seemed to remember that promise. So that left a sour taste in my mouth. Now, combine that with the fact that I actually wanted to stay in the Bay Area because I knew the system. I was hoping I could be Rick's uh, heir, apparent to mm-hmm. the team, uh, Phil Smith and I. And, uh, you know, I loved living there, and I had a lot of had When I was a boy, we used to spend most of the holidays in the Bay Area, and uh, uh, I was looking for a home. Uh, and I think what happened— and it's just my opinion, I think it was right at the time the league was starting to grow from a rich man's hobby, to big business.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Because uh, if you recall, there were a string of players after me that uh, the Warriors couldn't keep. Uh, Robert Parish, you now Hall of Famer with the Celtics, Gus Williams, uh, Bernard King, I mean, it was just, it was like almost, you began to expect it, and so uh, you know, they're, I mean, they're all for it, it just didn't really appeal to me. Plus, I had that bad taste in my mouth from after my rookie year. So then, L.A. began to become an attractive option. It really wasn't my first choice, to be quite honestly. But uh, as you know, thing, and then I was going through a pretty ugly divorce at the time, and and so the the notion of beginning a fresh start. Started to feel appealing, and it was kind of a combination of things, Jim. And then, you know, then of course, L.A. just uh, lost Casio Russell. They were very interested in, in the opportunity to play with Kareem, uh, whom I watched from afar at UCLA, but having played with Bill Walton, I mean, that was just uh, so. It, it really wasn't one thing. It was kind of a combination of things, but uh, that. You know, led to led to the Lakers, but uh, I started off wanting to stay in the Bay Area. Uh-huh.
0: Well, you didn't make too much of a mistake. You were part of that Showtime with Pat Riley and Magic Johnson and won three more championships in 80, 82, 85. I- I'm curious, are there any similarities between John Wooden and Pat Riley? And, and if so, you know, I-, I know they're both winners. I knew Pat because I played with Pat on a couple of different teams, but I never knew him as a coach, and you, you do. What Any similarities? Well...
1: First of all, it's the college game and the pro game, and, and uh, you know, Coach Wooden was very Midwestern, you know, very simple. One similarity would be their organization. Uh, they're both uh, brilliant with organization and efficient use of time. Uh, when I played for Coach Wooden, quite honestly, I was so in awe of him. He was already an icon, Uh and he had so much to do with my development from a boy into a young man uh, uh, that it's, it's really hard to compare because Coach Riley, who I did play some uh, against as a player, I didn't really know him well, but I saw him get moved in from the Laker radio booth, and I saw him you know, blossom into a brilliant coach or on his way to becoming a brilliant coach. Certainly, uh, at any case, but he was a master at uh, organization. He was a master uh, psychologist, uh, and I think from him having been a player, uh, he, he was just had great skills relating to guys individually. I'm talking about Pat Riley.
0: It was a great. It seemed like they were both great motivators, but in different ways.
1: Yeah, that's true. Very, and, and that's why I kind of. Clarify that with, you know, I grew up, you know, but with Riley, a little different, but both brilliant motivators just in different ways. And with the college game being so different from the pro game, in different worlds, too.
0: I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up, because not only you're going to get inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Naismith Hall of Fame, but uh, equally, I, I would think such an honor, your jersey is going to be retired and, and I I look at the list of uh, names like Don Nelson and Chet Walker and uh, Ralph Sampson uh, that you're going into uh, in September into the Naismith Hall of Fame but your jersey is going to be retired and it's going to be alongside perhaps even a, a better group of names Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West Magic Johnson, Goodrich that's quite an honor in and of itself that the Lakers have been t-
1: Yeah Jim, we're just talking about the dates this week and that has not hit me yet quite honestly, I, I'm just Trying to digest the enshrinement, and, and, you know, I think you may be right. I mean, the first time I walk into there and see my name hanging up there, <laughs> it's going to blow me away. I mean, I'm just.
0: That's exciting.
1: Yeah, it's so exciting. I grew up, uh, except for Worthy and Magic and Kareem a little bit, I grew up idolizing all those guys, and, and uh, Gail was, you know, and uh, Jerry West and <laughs> Will Chamberlain. I mean, you know, Will Distilled. I mean, it's, it's just, it, I, I haven't even begun the process. I am tickled pig.
0: We're going to let you go, and we really appreciate you visiting with, with us here today on Warriors.com. And
1: Thank you so much, Jim. Nice to visit with you, and I hope to see you again soon.
0: For Jamal Wilkes, I'm Jim Barnett for Warriors.com.